0: Do you know what I like about cats? What's that? Their paws.
1: Welcome to Meowcast, a podcast about cats. My name is Adam. And I'm Sarah. And this week, we're bringing you a very special interview with the program director, from the Baltimore Humane Society. After that, we're going to recommend a book and finish up with the Meow of the Week.
0: I spoke with Katie Dixon from the Baltimore Humane Society and she told me what the Humane Society does and what her role is there.
2: So, our shelter's been around since 1927, mm-hmm. uh, we're a private nonprofit. so pretty much what we do is we accept dogs, cats, certain smaller animals like rabbits and guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. Pretty much our goal is to place them, of course, into forever homes. Uh, we do offer several services here to the public, like low-cost spay-neuter, mm-hmm. we have a pet cemetery. Um, We offer bereavement counseling for those who are dealing with the loss of a pet. So we try to look at ourselves as definitely like a resource for those, um, whether they're looking to adopt or or needing to surrender. And what my role is, is I'm the shelter program director, so I'm pretty much in charge of the shelter
0: portion of our operation. She shared with me how she got started. Um,
2: I've been here about seven and a half years. Um, I was primarily working with equines, um, and I was always interested in the rescue field. I worked for a horse rescue. Mm-hmm. Um, I adopted a dog at a young age that I just fell in love with. And I'd always had an interest in working in shelter. So just kind of stars aligned. And there happened to be an open position here that I started off and kind of worked my way up through different positions.
0: Oh, that's great. Yes, yeah. awesome. so much fun. Next, I asked her how many animals come through the shelter annually.
2: Um, So we usually see between six to eight hundred animals annually come through the shelter. Um, So it's definitely something we're working with pet retention to try to keep as many out of shelter environments, but that is still, you know, an an ongoing thing.
0: They offer a food bank for animals.
2: Yeah, we started that um, just over a year and a half ago. Uh, Pretty much what it is, it's run strictly off of donations Mm -hmm. and anybody that feels like they're in a financial constraint where they're potentially having to think about giving up a pet due to finances Mm -hmm. can come to the shelter once a month and we try to provide an adequate amount of food uh, once a month per household to keep those pets in the home Mm -hmm. uh, versus because of financial reasons having to come into a shelter environment.
0: Indoor cat versus outdoor
2: cat. Sure. Um, So we have adopters come in with um, some cats that are primarily indoors. We have some people looking for indoor and outdoor cats. We here try to provide a lot of education on the importance of as much indoor living as Mm -hmm. possible uh, just because of quality of life, lifespan, and the perils of being outdoors. We do a lot of education on the benefits of indoor living. Yeah, definitely.
0: So then I asked her what some of the major dangers are involving having cats living outside.
2: So I think one of the biggest things is unfortunately is a cat could easily wander off someone's property, never return, Um, Mm -hmm. shelters see a large influx of stray animals. We're not licensed for strays, um, but we do get phone calls all the time about people finding pets, maybe Mm -hmm. they don't have identification, they don't have microchips. Um, So obviously that's a huge issue. We do of course see issues with cats running out to the streets, Mm -hmm. accidentally being hit by cars, um, being attacked by other animals. So there's a lot of potential health risks as well. Mm -hmm.
0: I asked what she tells people who tell her that they're afraid their cat's going to get bored if left inside.
2: Yeah, um, you know, we, we kind of view cats as, you know, we know that at one point they were all hunters out in the wild. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of what we educate people on is just interactive play and enrichment. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it being what we tend to get from people is why they want an outdoor cat is because they feel like they need to satisfy that need to hunt. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of great options like interactive play using different types of toys that could suffice for that. Also some alternatives if we do have people that are really interested in wanting to do some type of outdoor activity with cats is there are some safe ways of doing so, Mm -hmm. um, like harnesses. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have some strollers here that are designed for small dogs that a cat could go in. And also um, a lot of people become interested in like the catios, which are outdoor kind of cat patios that are fully enclosed uh, to provide some outdoor activity, but obviously Mm -hmm in a confined area. Yeah, keep it safe. Yeah, that's
0: good. And then I asked her about kitten season. So kitten season is a time of year when there is a huge influx of kittens and shelters have trouble taking care of that amount of cats and kittens.
2: Yeah, primarily in the spring. Um, Over the past couple years, we've seen it fairly consistent throughout the year, but Mm -hmm. primarily in the springtime is where we see a large influx of the younger population coming to the shelter. Yeah.
0: To help prevent kitten season, spaying and neutering is of the utmost importance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I would say probably a good 99% of the litters that we have come
2: in are considered unwanted litters, meaning that mm-hmm. there was not an intention for that litter to actually happen and it did yeah. and then an owner is left with, you know, 2 to 6 7 kittens that they can find placement for. So pretty much why we get kittens is because of unwanted litters due to unneutered pets Mm -hmm. and spader-neutered
0: pets. What can our listeners do to improve the quality of life for their cats? Sure, um,
2: definitely annual vet care, keeping your pets vaccinated. If you do have outdoor cats, keeping them up to date on rabies vaccines. Mm -hmm. Um, There's certain coding through different counties on how that is zoonotic, how important it is to be up to date on rabies vaccine. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have outdoor cats, getting them tested for FIV and FELV as well.
0: FIV is feline immunodeficiency virus, and FELV is feline leukemia virus. Um, You know, there's also a lot of really great programs that do TNR. TNR, trap, neuter, release. You trap a feral male cat, neuter him, and then release him back into his environment. This way, he cannot produce any more kittens. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: So those are some great alternatives if people are having issues with maybe dealing with colonies of cats or feral cats um, and definitely keeping identification on their personal pets if you've Mm -hmm. got pets that do have the opportunity to go outside unsupervised um, keeping identification even if your cat's going to be indoors only Mm -hmm. there's always that one chance that they can accidentally slip out of a door Mm -hmm. Um, so microchipping is really really encouraged Um, Mm -hmm. it's really easy it's cheap and it's permanent. So we do see a lot of shelters that get stray cats coming into the shelter with no identification. That could very easily be someone's pet. Mm-hmm. But when they get so many gray tabbies or all oh, black yeah. cats sometimes without identification, it could be hard to distinguish if they truly mm-hmm. have that person's pet in their care or not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was recently Black Cat Appreciation Day, so I had to bring up black cats.
2: So there is that, that saying with shelters that we do see some of the black cats and black dogs sit here for longer because sometimes it has to do with if people are superstitious. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't personally, working here, have seen a lot of people come in and are deterred by black cats. That's good. Um, so we've been fortunate in the sense that we haven't had to do a lot of... Kind of promoting mm-hmm. of those cats um, but I know different area shelters do sometimes experience that especially with having larger older black dogs or oh, yeah. an abundance of black cats but we've been very fortunate in the fact that um, they've moved through the system just as fast as some of the other cats
0: have oh that's great Yeah, I have a black cat yeah he's I love so sweet it. yeah I have a
2: black dog I, I love black
0: dogs and cats yeah So I asked her if most of the animals here have the same backstory.
2: Um, every every animal we have come into the shelter can have a different history and background. Um, we see various reasons that people may have to give up pets for. Um, often we do see, in regards to cats, things like allergies. Um, we do also see, unfortunately, some people that are having to rent. There's a lot of restrictions on Mm -hmm. what type of pets they can have, if they can have pets pet deposits that can be fairly pricey. Mm -hmm. Um, But we do get some unique stories here and there. Um, We took a cat from another shelter uh, about a year ago who fortunately just recently got adopted by her foster parent who unfortunately was an indoor outdoor cat. Mm -hmm. And apparently I guess the neighbor of the owner did not appreciate the cat coming onto their property. So they actually threw boiling hot water on her, and she had a huge burn down her back, which took several months to heal. Um, so fortunately, she was able to be pulled and brought into our care. Um, we were able to kind of close up that wound, and she healed really nicely in her foster home, and then her foster mom ended up adopting her. Oh, that's but, good. Um, unfortunately, that was one of those situations with somebody not appreciating that cat being on their property, taking mm-hmm. some you know, aggressive steps yeah. and to try to get them off. That's terrible. Wow.
0: Then I asked her, of the current cats they have, which one is having the hardest time being adopted? We have a cat right now named
2: Oliver. He's really social. He's got a great personality. He was pulled from another shelter as well. Um, upon coming into our system, we noticed some increased thirst. Um, and through some blood work, we, he's been diagnosed with diabetes. So he does get insulin twice a day. Mm -hmm. Um, So that can sometimes be a little bit of a deterrent to some of our doctors. Insulin can be costly. Um, We really want him out of the shelter environment because of course with a medical condition like that, the stress of the shelter environment's not going to help any type of medical case. Also with insulin, we need to make sure that it's um, regulated between dosage. So Mm -hmm. with the staffing schedule and things, some days that varies. So if he could be in a home to where it's very regulated ideally stress-free, yeah. that's gonna be a huge benefit, but he's got a wonderful personality. He's mm-hmm. really social, very vocal, um, but he has been here quite a while, and we do think it has to do with his medical condition.
0: Oh. Kitty wants people to know it's better to adopt, not shop.
2: Um, I guess the one thing that I would definitely encourage people to do is when they are starting to look for pets, obviously go the adoption route. Yeah. Um, but just know that a lot of organizations provide a lot of really great resources during and after adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, so, making sure people are having issues or concerns with their adopted pet. Our shelter, we feel like we're kind of a support team for our adopters. So, mm-hmm. if they're having behavioral issues, we're here for guidance. Uh, so, we want to make sure people coming in have a really great experience. We build that relationship to where we can really help them grow with their pet. And we mm-hmm. really do want people to come in and experience having a new family member. It can be really exciting, really fun. Yeah. Um, shelters can be intimidating environments to some people so we do mm-hmm. want to make sure that when people come in it's you know it's a really
0: pleasant experience they feel like they've got support. Mm-hmm. You can find information about the Baltimore Humane Society in multiple locations, and a link to their website will be in our show notes. Yeah, our website definitely is the best resource,
2: which is bemorehumane.org. It has information on adoptions, surrenders, all of our services, how to donate, how to be a volunteer. Um, If people aren't in a position to adopt, we always need volunteers to come in and just spend Mm -hmm. time with our animals. Um, We also have a Facebook page as well, so we utilize that. It's humane. And we'll do a lot of postings of our promotions, our adoptable pets, mm-hmm. if we're in need of certain donation items, so that's a great resource as well. Or just stopping into the shelter, just yeah. talking to the staff.
0: Oh okay, great.
2: Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you.
0: So Adam, what did you think of that interview?
1: I really liked it. I thought it was really great how much the baltimore humane society does not just for cats but for all animals that they bring in
0: i agree and what about oliver he sounds like a pretty special cat
1: oliver is so cute the pictures you brought home are just so fantastic and we're gonna link to some of them in our show notes but oliver is a domestic short hair mix he's six years eight months old and he is a really lovable guy Sarah was talking to me about how he just kept exploring the room. He wouldn't stop moving around. But some of the people from BHS also said that once once he does settle down, he's one of the sweetest, most loving lap cats that you will be able to find.
0: He's a purr machine. And I can tell you that when when I met him, he was so loud. I was like, on the other side of the room at one point, and Katie picked him up and I could hear him purring.
1: He would be a great cat to think about for adoption if you can handle the special needs of his diabetes
0: exactly so adam i i think you have a book that you wanted to tell us about this week
1: yeah this week we've got kind of a funny book it's called cat vs. human by yasmin survek survek and the book is actually based off a web web comic that she does it's kind of like the oatmeal uh but very focused on uh, this one person's experience with cats, and it's got some really funny comics in it. Uh, that anyone who is a crazy cat person can relate to.
0: Yeah, I really like it, and you, I love how like there's you can always see like at the end of a lot of them like just covered in fur.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really great book. It's not that expensive. It's about ten. We bought it for about ten dollars. You could probably get it for even less. Uh, and it's not a slow read at all i mean it's you know it's just a bunch of comics so you can pick it up put it down um read it for five minutes or read it covered cover
0: yeah however you want to do it um and we're gonna have a link to the amazon for this book on our uh description
1: again it's called cat vs human and you can also check out yasmine suravec's newest comics at com.
0: so this week adam i have a meow of the week that um Is a little bit different than most. So usually we bring you a Meow of the Week where we're telling you about a specific cat. This Meow of the Week is talking about 22 cats.
1: This is a BuzzFeed article called 22 Cats That Are Prettier Than Any Human Being Could Ever Be. Yes. And I mean, a lot of cats are already very pretty. Yes. But but these cats take the cake.
0: They do. So... There's this one here. He's a white cat with blue eyes. Looks like he's oh wearing God. eyeliner.
1: He is so pretty.
0: But I think this one might be one of my favorites. Number two, everyone. you got to pull up this website and look at this with us. We're
1: going to have it in the show notes, of course.
0: Yes. So it's an elegant guy right here.
1: He looks like he's got leopard spots.
0: He's gorgeous. Um, oh, this one... That fluffy... Very furry. So, Adam, which one of these is your favorite so far? What do you remember? Oh, here's a quiz question from before. What do you remember about white cats with eyes of two different colors? We talked about this before.
1: Oh, I'm not going to remember that. (laughs) What? So what is... They're
0: oftentimes deaf.
1: Deaf. That's right. Okay. Yes.
0: Um, This one cat, and if you go on the internet, you've probably seen this one before. He's got
1: one very straight line down the middle of his face with... uh, Black on one side and tabby on the other. Orange yes. tabby on the other.
0: Um, beautiful black cat is on here. Um, I know you don't like the hairless cats as much, but this one was a pretty gorgeous one. Yeah. Um, and I think that they, I've never met a hairless cat before, but I think that it would be fun to meet one. Um,
1: I see. N- number 10 has got a tiara on.
0: Yeah, so Number 10 is the princess that her family, I'm sure, treats her as. Um, Now,
1: I am very partial to fluffy cats. Some of these Maine Coon-looking kitties, I think, are the best ones.
0: Yes. I love fluffy cats, cats with big eyes, cats with little eyes. (laughs) I just love all cats. Look at these. If you like furry cats, the number 17 is just so perfect for you.
1: Number 17 reminds me a lot of Puff. Yes. My first cat.
0: Definitely. I'm overwhelmed, says number 18. That is a gorgeous cat. Number 18 has these green eyes that you could look at forever.
1: Oh, number 19 looked like th- he's about to hunt something.
0: Yeah, number 19 is getting ready to hunt, I think. And then that is quite the belly to rub on number 20. <laughs> belly goes on for a while.
1: Yeah. Now, I have been torn on Scottish folds for a while. hmm Because, while well, I think their their ears are cute. They look a little deformed to me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, no, they're actually, I believe, bred that way. Oh, okay. So, but there are, I I believe I've heard there are health concerns with Scottish folds. So that's definitely something we should look into and we can talk about.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Um, And then number 22 says, let's hope we're all reborn as cats, which I think is hysterical because, Adam, I'm always saying, I hope that I am lucky enough to be reborn as a cat.
1: Absolutely.
0: A loved house cat, to be more specific.
1: <laughs> well... I think we would all be so lucky. Yes. So thanks for tuning in this week. Thank you again to Cross Worlds for our theme song. And a special thank you to Katie Dixon and the Baltimore Humane Society for providing us with such a great interview.
0: Be sure to visit their website at bemorehumane.org and check out their wish list. It's available on their website, but we're also going to put it on our website um, so you can send them any sort of donations that you can manage.
1: You can take a look at our show notes or email us any great cat stories, meowcastpodcast at gmail.com or check out our website, meowcastpodcast.com. You can also tweet at us at meowcastpodcast. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review to us. And remember, have a
0: perfect week.